It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What would it take for your favorite team to trade for wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins? Should they? Will they? We're breaking it all down today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the NFL on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own franchise? Well, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKED in the game. So today on the show, I was getting ready to put some fun promo for uh, ultimate gm here on the bottom ticker on youtube but uh, joe quick snapped me at the end there so here we are and we're going to talk about deandre hopkins here today on the show joe our objective is to do a couple of things we want to outline who deandre hopkins is at this stage of his career what he would be bringing to the table for a new team what his caliber of play is what kind of trade compensation we would be willing to offer and we did the jonah williams show on monday and i think it's important to note there were a bunch of people who consumed the Jonah Williams show. And there were some people that were like, if you want to play left guard, you just stay in Cincinnati. And it's like, yeah, that's probably true. But it's, it's our perspective on if we were decision makers, right? Yeah. So we're not saying predictively Jonah Williams is going to go for a four or a five in a conditional 2024. We're not going to say that New Hopkins is going to go for two first-round picks, which is not my trade compensation. We'll be abundantly mm-hmm. clear on that. But it's what we would do in the shoes as a decision maker. And then we're going to talk about how we got here with the Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins. And then we're going to talk about potential team fits that we think could make sense for DeAndre Hopkins to call home this upcoming season, Joseph. That's the plan. That it? I got the whole thing? I think so. I'm excited to see where you land on trade package compensation because I certainly have put together mine and I have the, I have one, two, I have five trades, five historical trades that are somewhat recent that provide that roadmap for me. Okay. So are we going to do it? Well, let's do it. I'm ready. The E and three, the E and three, one, two, three, three and a second round pick. I'm getting nuke. Let's go. Okay. Well, so three Depends on if you want the six for me. I'm giving the extra six, the extra pick. It could right. be a good but player, you, you know? Three. You know, three and a six versus yep. a two. I would, if I were a team in a winning window, I would give a two for DeAndre Hopkins. Who are your the, historical trade comps, if yep. you will? 
So DeAndre Hopkins entering his age 31 season. We'll talk about him a little bit more in the next segment. But the ones that I looked at were Brandon Cooks. That trade just happened entering his age 30 season. Okay, uh, That was a five and a six. Devontae Adams entering his age 30 season was a one and a two. I was going to say, it's a little different than Brandon Cooks. Okay. Right. Amari Cooper entering five. his age 28 season was a five and a six. Please, a God, let me dump. help me understand. It. Help me understand. Can't. Um, this one was pretty significant. Julio Jones entering his age 31 season when he went from Atlanta to the Titans was a two and a two and a four. Man, they fleeced him, didn't they? Oh man, absolute <laughs> fleece job. A two and a four. And then look, I I wrote this one down. It didn't carry a lot of weight for me, but Devontae Parker entering his age 29 season. Three. What, what was swap, Parker? Right? Parker and a five and a five for a three for a three. About so a those are the three. traits. Like the yes. Dolphins aren't aren't cashing that one in until this year, so that was yeah. a, you had to wait a whole year for it. Yeah, okay. that was what I looked at to get to a three and a six for me. So let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins just to to be as all encompassing as we possibly can. Uh, he's due nineteen and a half million dollars in cash this year. He's due almost fifteen million dollars in cash in twenty twenty four. He would have had an opportunity to void that year. Uh, if he across 2020 to 2023 would have had 400 receptions, 5,000 receiving yards, 40 receiving touchdowns, or four all-pro selections. That obviously has not happened the last two seasons. Between injury and uh, suspension, he's missed half the games, approximately. I'm not a math guy, but it's about half the games he's missed. So all of those incentives he has not hit to void the last year of that deal. So this is effectively a two-year, 30... Bless him. I'm gonna do math here. Thirty-four million dollar. It's about seventeen million per season for two years. The, the cap hits for the new team would be nineteen point four five this year, fourteen point nine next year, assuming there's no reworked contract. Right. And I, I would probably imagine you would rework something. Right. Maybe. I mean, those are pretty reasonable numbers. They are reasonable numbers, but if you're bringing him in and you have the flexibility and you're a team that's trying to contend, it'd be one thing if the Bears traded for him, right? Which probably won't happen now, considering the investments that they've made at wide receiver. And I just say the Bears because of the team with the most cap space at their disposal. So they're probably not going to turn their nose up at 19. But if I'm a team that's trying to win and compete, and I'm looking at the Dolphins that just turned Jalen Ramsey's salary cap hit from $17 million to 2.9 by reworking the deal and guaranteeing some of the money. I certainly think that would be a part of my strategy if I were trading for DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's fair. I mean, if you can move the money around and make it more absorbable, and most of the teams that we're going to talk to talk about later on have to do that, right? There's nobody just sitting there Correct. ready to absorb that. You mentioned the Bears, like Houston's the other team. He's clearly not going to go to Houston. Yeah, can't imagine um, that one's going to work out. <laughs> there's a few teams that could easily absorb it, but I, I think for any team, you're either going to make in-house moves with restructures or you look at Hopkins himself right. to create a better situation to absorb. Right. And then you're you're probably willing to live with some dead cap or avoid year on the back yeah. end which they could, they could very easily do. So uh, do you want to get into who Nuke is as a player? Or do you want to 
weight and then bundle that into how we kind of got here for where Arizona and DeAndre Hopkins are at together. Yeah, let's let's blend that together. Okay. And before we do, I got to tell you about FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. There is simply no better sportsbook to place your bets than FanDuel, and I love this. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, Joseph, let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins, the player. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we both watched a couple of games from 2022 to kind of get ready for this conversation. What was the biggest thing that stood out to you once he came back from the suspension and he played in the, what was it, nine nine games I think he played in last year? I know he missed the last two games of the season mm-hmm. and then the first seven with the suspension. Yeah, so I, I watched the thing about DeAndre Hopkins is the first few games are, are really, they're fun to watch. And then as they the, just, they just gave him the ball. Yeah. They're, they said, you're back. Welcome. We're Welcome. throwing you the football. Yeah. And he made a lot of plays looked really good. Looked like vintage Hopkins to me, but that obviously Kyler gets hurt. The season kind of falls off the rails for the Cardinals and it becomes uninteresting very quickly. Uh, so I really focus on those first three games that he came back. And I mean, I saw a lot of the same things that has made DeAndre Hopkins a special player, which is, first of all, probably the best hands in the NFL. I mean, this guy's ability to catch the football is insane. I mean, he is a suction cup when the ball is anywhere near him. He just plucks it, and he's got some of the best hands in the, in the entire NFL. And the same just crafty player that we've always seen, just never a guy that was overly dynamic in terms of athleticism. I mean, his – his uh, RAS score is a 494, which is below average. He's never been a top shelf athlete, but um, the way that he works his release package and his route stems to create leverage and move corners and really put himself in positions to catch a football and be very quarterback friendly, I think all of that was still there. Um, and so I, I was more encouraged than I thought I would be watching him actually play games last year this morning to prepare for this conversation. I was more sick watching the strategy of the Colt McCoy led Cardinals offense. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do that to myself, Kyle. I didn't do that to myself. No I way. watched um I watched Minnesota, which was yep. one of the ones that you watched. It was mm-hmm. targeted twenty thousand times in that game. Yep, that's why I watched it. Uh I watched the Rams game week ten to to see him go against Jalen Ramsey. Uh and then I watched him against San Francisco. Was that the Monday night Mexico City game, I think, was the other one that I watched. So I'd watch three. I'd watch two with Colt McCoy and, and then obviously that, that Minnesota game early. 
uh, when he first came back. And listen, I think I think you make a great point about the athletic profile. Uh, that's never really been a strength. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, the things that I will say for him, I agree with you wholeheartedly in the hands. Uh, the body control is amongst the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, the timing targets, the back shoulder throws, uh, kind of the, the wrap-ins that are, are around that hook curl defender, all of the body control in those moments is elite. He's still really silky smooth. Um, he might be one of the most efficient movement uh, skill players in the NFL as far as there's not a lot that's wasted. There's not a lot that's not intentional with DeAndre Hopkins. Did I think he was maybe a half a step slower than he was at his peak? Sure. But I think this is the kind of player that can age particularly gracefully because of all the other things that we've acknowledged. So here's the question that I really struggled with. And it, it was something that as I was trying to quantify the trade value that I would be willing to offer if I were trading for DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't have an answer to this question, as I, and I was hoping you could help me get there, Joe. You don't know what this is, so this is fine. I'm going to put you on Yep. What is it, man? Is DeAndre Hopkins a math changer? Okay, um, that's the exact reaction I was hoping for, so that's good. It's not a, it's not a quick yes. Right. But man, is his skill set useful? Correct, but is it a math changing skill set? I want to add a little context, and maybe that will help us answer that question. Okay, which I think it's fair. Cal, do you want to mention this math thing because I think we're going to talk about it a lot on this podcast. Uh, we're going to print shirts and everything. Yeah. So, real, can you math just cha- math that? changers? Yes. Okay. So the objective of building a team. Uh, is to have a winning roster. And how you give yourself, in my, in my mind, and I think I can speak for both of us to say in both of our minds, to have the best chance at a winning roster is to accumulate as many math-changing players as you possibly can. And what a math-changing player is, or a math-changer, is someone who offers a skill set that changes the way that you have to defend that individual player. And when you have to change the way that you defend or attack, if it's an offensive or defensive player, that individual player, it changes the math of the width of the field or the vertical spacing of the field. Math changers who are vertical receivers, for example, create exponentially more growth or room in the 10 to 19 window area of the field because of the vertical respect that they command and how that's going to produce one less defender inside of 15 yards in the intermediate area because they're going to play with too high on the roof and they're going to play soft as just one example. The pass rusher can be a math changer if he's so dominant as a pass rusher that you always want to turn the center towards that player to make sure that you have extra help that's helping to block that player. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are math changers because they can attack Justin Herbert, just the, the strength that they have in their arm to attack all levels of the field, no matter whether they're going forward, sideways, backwards, they can attack all levels of the field and still put velocity on tight window throws. And that changes the math on how you approach playing how many players in coverage that you play with. So like, there's, there's no individual position that can only be classified as a math changer, but finding who math changers are is the quest to building a winning roster. 
be a big part of our our summer content plan, right. which we're we'll get there when, we'll when it's time bit. to get there. Yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. Um, so some of the context that I wanted to add to what you time. already provided. Time out. Oh, time out. Yeah, sorry. I know I asked you the question. Did you make me do that to buy yourself time to collect your thoughts? No, I just I was very I'm sure? very excited about math changers and I wanted you to explain okay. it because it's gonna be a foundational part of our conversations literally every day on this show. So it was a TV um, timeout. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, thirty seconds. Thirty We're seconds back in. The last two seasons for DeAndre Hopkins, like you mentioned, there's been injuries and suspensions. So he missed uh he played in ten games in twenty twenty one and then torn MCL in week fourteen and then this the PED suspension uh, and then an injury late in 2022. Monster production for eight seasons prior to that. Correct. I mentioned the RSA, RAS skill set or RAS number of, of 494. Obviously, the Cardinals are a team that are transitioning. Um, odd roster, right? Just a weird mix of veterans, youth, holes. New coach. <clears throat> new coach. Very interesting situation. So you can understand why the Cardinals are in this spot and what's I guess fortunate for the Cardinals is that DeAndre Hopkins had a full no trade clause, which was voided when he had the PED suspension. So he went from a major position of leverage to now the Cardinals can really dictate this future. Yeah. My DeAndre Hopkins has been a math changer in, in different ways than vertical field stretching ability. I think because of his ability to produce offense and get open and win at the catch point that it, it changed it. The, the amount of attention that you have to place on him is it's different for, for a defense. So my ability, my, my thoughts on Deandre Hopkins being a math changer moving forward is rooted in how I think his skill set ages. And you've kind of already said that you think it will age gracefully. And maybe that's because he's a guy that's never really relied on athleticism and that those crafty components of the position gives him a chance to age well. But as he declines athletically, are we concerned about that piece of it? Like if you didn't already have athleticism to lose and now you're losing it, does that still make you believe he will age gracefully? Um as long as the role changes, because let me be clear, I, I think when Kyler Murray went out, I don't think you could have put anybody into the role that DeAndre Hopkins filled within the offense, and it would have been a math-changing role just because of how the Cardinals played offense in general down the stretch without Kyler, right? It was too limited of an offense with Colt McCoy to afford any player, in my mind, to shine at an optimal level. The name I want to invoke here is Larry Fitzgerald, uh, who, ironically enough, obviously played with the Cardinals, stayed with the Cardinals his entire career, which was about 30 years long. But Larry also had this dip about midway through, 30, 31, 32, where he wasn't over 1,000 yards. Uh, He didn't miss time. I mean, he missed two games in that three-year stretch, but he put 798, 954, and 784. And then he was back to 12-15 and 10-23 and 11-56 and led the league in receptions in 2016. And that obviously was because of where he was being utilized within the offense. They moved him more inside and it allowed for this career resurgence to take place. So I think when you are as high football IQ of a player as DeAndre Hopkins is, 
when you are as efficient with your route running and your footwork as DeAndre Hopkins is, as long as he's going into an opportunity where you're not going to ask him to do what the Titans tried to ask Julio Jones to do when he very clearly wasn't that player anymore, never mind that injuries accumulated and, and really broke his body down, I think it's a pathway for success and a lot of production, but not necessarily the same pathway for success that he had early in his career, if that makes sense. And I think our trade packages reflect that, right? We're not yeah. sitting here advocating for a first round pick or multiple high picks. It's a day two pick. And I had a little change mixed into mine. That's because I was a three. If I straight up two versus a three and a six, right? I mean, like you can see we're seeing it valuation wise pretty similarly. Right. And, and I said if I was a contending team, so you'd be assuming a late two. Yeah, that's. I'm I'm excited to get into that piece of this conversation with you, the suitors, right? Because of course right. I got a bunch of teams, but there's there's one at the top of the list here for me, Kyle, that I don't know that we're talking enough about. So I'll I'll spill the beans on that. Okay. In just after, a moment. After. after, of course, I'll tell you about Ultimate Football GM. If you like team building, you probably do, since you're listening to this podcast, and you have to check out Ultimate Football GM. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team. As you try to build a dynasty with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing the finances, negotiating salaries. Uh, you got to deal with the draft, free agency, personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season. And of course, all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline on the go as you want and when you want to. In fact, locked on NFL scouting listeners get a 100% Free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, again, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Imagine not already downloading that game on your phone. Couldn't be us. Could not be me. So you, you're very emphatic yeah. about a team. Why don't you go ahead and bring the team to the table and let's let's talk about it. I hope this doesn't happen, Kyle. Is it the Cleveland Browns? Cleveland Browns is on my list. Okay, that, that was my team for reasons, so I'll shut up. Go ahead. Give your team. Kansas City. No, can't happen. Well, yeah, I I understand it can't happen, but if I'm Kansas City, this is happening. This is absolutely happening. I think he's perfect. I mean, who? What receiver really isn't going to be optimized with Kansas Pat? City? Oh my gosh, yes. Be especially as he's leaned more into timing structure. Like, yeah. Yes, that's happened, but he's still Pat, right? And all the vertical downfield off grip stuff is absolutely there. You talk about hands like DeAndre Hopkins. Ability to establish leverage like DeAndre Hopkins? Brother, I am making this deal. 
100%. They have the cap to do it as well. It's not like a big ask for them. They can absolutely absorb this. It would absolutely be worth whatever mid-round or you know mid-day two pick, whatever it takes. I they, think that's absolutely the direction they should go. I can use my second one. All right, two timeouts. We got one left. They haven't done anything with Pat's contract yet? Dude, they have – it's like a <laughs> – like, what is they could pull a lever and how many millions of dollars is it? Oh, like uh, so th- he's got a twenty-two point four million dollar roster bonus that you could then convert to signing bonus and kick out over the next five seasons and cut that number by about I'm just rough math off the top of my head. It's like seventeen, eighteen million dollars, aka exactly what the under Hopkins could cost. Is anybody talking about this? 63? Just send 63 and be done. Just send 63 and be done. Yes. Who are the receivers? With Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez, Scoutling. And Canaries uh, Tony's going to be back, man. Right. Wouldn't you love to piece all that together with Kelsey and Hopkins and go win another Super Bowl? Are you Again, con- I hope this doesn't happen. Are you concerned about the overlap of DeAndre Hopkins and Travis Kelsey as middle-of-the-field targets? Like, do you think, are, are, are you still cool with DeAndre Hopkins living in the world and where he's the outside, the X receiver in this offense? I think you would love to have a little bit more vertical, just downfield targets, right? Yeah. And, and MVS somewhat gives that to you. I would definitely want to have another, like, legit speed threat to help with the spacing. Because you got, I mean, t- Tony and Sky Moore are probably ideally slot types. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe there's just a little bit too much redundancy in in where you'd want these guys to be in this offense. Find this field stretcher and just roll with it, man. I think they'll be just fine. To me, that's that's the. I mean, I have other landing spots, but that's the one that I can't really shake. New England's another big one, right? Like obvious. Yeah, getting back with Bill O'Brien and and yeah. listen, what what a lot of that money concept was with DeAndre in Houston was that option route from the slot in the O'Brien offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're gonna put DeAndre back into those conditions where you're leaning again into the football IQ and the route running ability where the first three steps of your stem are the same every time. And then depending on defensive leverage and, and reading it post snap, it's going to dictate what route you run and how to convert it. And, and you generally perceive that to probably be something that Mac Jones would, would mesh well with. Yes. Uh, I, I think that is a, a position uh, and a landing spot that makes sense as well. And of course the Patriots are what? 12, over the cap has them at like 12-3 right now. And obviously everybody's cap situation is a little fluid as we're getting all the public information on all the contracts. So that, that may be up or down from that a little bit. But they're right in the middle of the pack uh, alongside the Chiefs who are at 9-5 and the Browns who we mentioned are at like 10.5. So I mean, these are all teams that would need some marginal maneuver uh, to accomplish that. But it's not moving heaven and earth to get that player under contract. You mentioned Cleveland. I had them in my top three as well. So I'm sure Watson, the need, it's all making sense, right? So, so yeah, let me ask you this. Um, the tough part for Cleveland is their their second-round pick is 42, right? Mm-hmm. But you'd be reuniting him with Deshaun Watson. 
They're apparently kicking the tires on receivers. I, I had seen that they were rumored to be calling and inquiring about Jerry Judy. You got Amari Cooper. Would there be a better route running combo of like just technicians as route runners yeah. than DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper? Nope. That'd be the best. Technicians. The, yeah, technicians. Yeah, the, the, was, listen, was the Bengals and Dolphins fans down your throats real quick. Yeah, those if you don't specify. Receiver. I would rather have those receivers, <laughs> Bengals and Dolphins fans. Sign me up for your guys over there. They're better, okay? Um, but I, I guess from – I'm looking at the contracts that the, the Texans have. Amari Cooper's got $20 million in base salary that you could convert and create a little bit of space. Um. You got a couple of big time guards that are fourteen and a half or more against the cap space. Could you, you restructure one of those? They got some ways to 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 manufacture that kind of space as well. So they would be another spot. I think the hard thing for Cleveland is forty two versus where your next pick comes into play because I don't think they they don't have a three, do they? It's it belongs to Houston. They have a comp three. They've got 98. So they go 42 to 98. So you're kind of in no man's land. Are you talking about a pick swap? Are you getting something back if you get yeah, you 42? Might have to get creative. Like, we'll give you 42, but we need whatever you have, 70, you know, some, something right. like that. Right. So, so I think you can make it happen. It's just not as cut and dry as no. Kansas City and New England's right around 50, 46. So. Both those teams kind of a little bit earlier two situation, but the Pats have plenty of ammunition in, in the third round if they needed it. So any of the teams? Yeah, I think the 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 big names we've we've went through that I really New like England Kansas City, New Cleveland, England, Cleveland, Cleveland. My, my big ones. Um Green Bay. And they're I mean, a team that, that they're actually a team that has a fair bit of cap space too. They've they've got cap space. They're probably gonna have not probably they're going to get more draft capital whenever this Aaron Rodgers trade happens. Jordan Love, this is his big year for him. He's yeah, got put him in position to have success. I mean, yeah. A couple of second year receivers and you know Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs and they lost Tunyon too. Yeah, dude, like you better get some weapons for my guy here. Um, so I thought they made sense. Minnesota makes sense to me. Um, you have Justin Jefferson and what KJ Osborne at receiver feels like you could use a player like that. Um, I, I would really like the giants too. tight cap, but yes, of but, course the giants, I mean, the, the, the giants and Vikings were the two that I wrote down. I was like, man, if we could get this to fit, that, that'd be awesome. But they are both in the bottom five in cap space in the NFL right now. So what about Baltimore? I mean, obviously the needs there, they're tight on cap. They've got picks. What's happening at quarterback. Well, yeah, that's that is huge. But does it matter if it's Lamar or somebody else? You you still need a more receiver help, dude. What if the Colts sign Lamar? Right, they're one of the teams that need a quarterback. They're gonna get at best the third quarterback of the bunch, and then the Ravens took a QB at four and then traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, see, I think these really are fun. The galaxy brain stuff there. Right? Yeah. The Lions? I thought about them, but they're going to run the ball. They got Jamison Williams. 
They got Amon Ross St. Brown. I feel like it'd be a little redundant for a third pass catcher, I feel like. Wouldn't hate it, though. I wouldn't hate it. And then, like, I had one more team down, the Atlanta Falcons, and predictably I don't know that that would happen, but, like, you could see the dynamics here. Make or break year for Arthur Smith. Right. Uh, young quarterback. I, I don't I necessarily love the combination of Pitts, London, Hopkins as your top three pass catchers. Arthur but, could make two of them work. How the hell is he going to make three of them work? Well, listen. <laughs> now they got Johnny Smith who's going to catch right. 60 balls this year too. Right. <laughs> they can play a little defense, you know. I don't right. know. It's. It, I thought it was at least a team that there's enough happening there that leads me to believe that it would make sense. So they were also on my very short list. But Cleveland and New England are both, like, those are two of the top three destinations for you, right? Yeah, no question. Because that would probably be one and two for me. Um, if I'm not accounting for the cap, I think the Giants would be three. But accounting for the cap, it's probably the Packers would be three for me. If I so you're not them. you're not as in on this Kansas City thing as well, I. Well, no, it's just as we talked our way through it, like obviously it's a dream come true to have an accomplished receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. And you, you certainly think with his, the nuance in which he plays the game, he'll be able to contribute, but is the best ways for DeAndre Hopkins to continue to contribute overlapping too much with some of the other skill players that they have that are exponentially cheaper that they're banking on continuing to develop as they, after they've been in the system for a little bit. Put him right in that juju role, man. Right. Yeah. Andy Reid will figure it out. Andy Reid would figure it out. You're absolutely right. Also hoping it doesn't happen. Which is why the Chiefs were not in my top three. Because I just <laughs> I don't want to manifest it. Well, maybe I've nixed it. Me bringing it up here today just dismisses the possibility you, of it. Do you have that kind of power? No. You know me. I, I we don't need Jack McKessie to touch on it. Yeah, Jack. Where are you at, bud? Yeah. We'll look forward to the story. Why the Chiefs need to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. And then it definitely won't happen. So that's... uh. That's going to do it for us today on Locked On NFL Scouting. Your teams every day here on the Locked On Network. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Hit subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube. Get the notifications when our new content drops. You can find us on YouTube and wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. We appreciate you guys carving time out of your day to be and allow us to be a part of your day and locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes to be a part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday and we will be back again tomorrow. We got two more this week. So hit subscribe, come on back and see us again soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.